most people we come across who have been looking for private accommodation at some time have either paid out money or been on the verge of paying out money because they've been so desperate. The root cause of the problem is that we have a reducing stock of council properties, which means our ability to help these people is therefore reduced. Because people are desperate for accommodation, they will go to any lengths to try and secure accommodation in other sectors. They will automatically find themselves relying upon agencies that probably deal at the lower end of the market where people are much more exploitable. Housing workers in Birmingham describing the way people looking for a home can fall prey to unscrupulous accommodation agencies, even when caught breaking the law, say for charging for property lists, because the accused company often gives the money back to the aggrieved customer, magistrates regularly appear unwilling to be too severe, according to Pete Olner, a tenant's rights officer in Birmingham. The courts take into account the fact that we've obtained refunds on these complaints. Consequently, any penalties imposed are therefore on the low side. And what do you think of that? I think it's quite disappointing that that can continue to be the case and these agencies can continue operating in much the same way as they are now. When I came down to Birmingham as a student, I was looking for somewhere very cheap to live. I went round several places and when I went to this place, they gave me quite a hard sell and actually asked me for some money simply to give me one of their housing lists. Michael Whitcomb is an English student at the University of Central England in Birmingham. The list was just names and addresses of places where there were vacancies. The company Mr Whitcomb visited was Five Star Services in Moat Lane, Digbeth, Birmingham. The owner was Mr Kareem Lalani. He's already been successfully prosecuted for selling accommodation lists in 1990. Yet, when Mr Whitcomb returned there last month, he was again told he would have to pay, but this time in a more subtle way. I went up to the desk and I told the chap what my requirements were. He asked me for a couple of details and then gave me a short talk on what I could expect from them. He then asked me for £42.50, which would secure a place and my name on their advertising list. He also said that I wouldn't receive the list of housing until I'd settled up the money and I took from this that I was simply paying the money they were taking it from me from a different route. In between Michael Whitcomb's last visit to the Birmingham office, Five Stars Agency in Wolverhampton had been taken to court for selling accommodation lists. On the 16th of February, Wolverhampton magistrates found Five Stars' parent company, Will Writer Services UK Limited, guilty. The firm was fined £500 and ordered to pay £79 costs. After we contacted Mr Lalani, his solicitor, Jill Davidson, wrote to us with a very different version of the story. In or around early 1993, a business operated by Willwriter Services UK Limited, under the trade name Five Star Services, was established. This company has no connection with the Lalani family and was the subject of a recent prosecution under the Accommodation Agencies Act. Remembering the solicitor's claim that... This company has no connection with the Lalani family. We checked out Will Writer Services UK Limited at Company's House, which registers all British firms. We were a little surprised to find out that the name directors were... Mr Amin Lalani. And... Mr Fatahali Lalani. And listed as a former director was... Mrs Anise Lalani. Who is also a present director of Five Star Accommodation Limited, along with... Mr. Kareem Lalani. Phil Hatton of Wolverhampton Trading Standards Department mounted the prosecution against Will Writer, but he was left in no doubt as to who was the boss. Every time I tried to 
contact the company or speak to anyone who had some authority with the company, it was Mr Lalani I spoke to. And Mr Lalani couldn't come up with anyone else who uh, could speak on behalf of the company while he was going out of the country. So it certainly seemed to me that uh, he was in charge. Now, what physical evidence have you got to back up your claim? Well, uh, Mr Lalani at that time gave me a, a business card which bore the words K Lalani Director, Five Star Services, as you can see. So the, the card here says Five Star Property Services, the property people, K Lalani Director. So in terms of his involvement with the company, it says he was a director, but was he? I don't believe so. He was never on the documents from Company House, and he did maintain he was a consultant. But as I said, he certainly seemed to be uh, the man in charge. Mr Lalani's solicitor also denied Michael Whitcomb's claim that the company are still using a fee for advertising tenants to their landlords as a means of charging for accommodation lists. A charge of £42.50 would be made for this advertising service, but it was in no way connected with the ability to view and take notes from the accommodation list which remained freely available. So, I visited Five Star's offices in Snow Hill, Wolverhampton, which is shared with another company called Kingsbrook Properties. There I was told I could see the Kingsbrook accommodation list for free. But, if I wanted to see the Five Star list, it was part of a £42 package. According to Dave Allen of Shelter, this is all too familiar. What we tend to see happening is that firms come, get fined, go, reappear in a different form, slightly change in practices, but effectively it's the same old story of charging money for lists. And it's not only tenants who can get a raw deal from accommodation agencies. Landlords can suffer from unfair charges too. Fred Taylor assisted his son who wanted to rent out his Birmingham house. They signed up with Thorn Letting Services in Sutton Coalfield. Well, he was a very nice gentleman, presented himself very well indeed, and promised that the tenancy would be managed very, very professionally indeed, that we would have absolutely no worries whatsoever. We could forget it, we would just get our rent per month. It sounded absolutely brilliant. But the tailors quickly fell into dispute with the company, which retaliated by charging them an array of puzzling fees. He's told us that anything to do with this whole matter, from now on, he will charge us for at the rate of £70 per hour. For me to get my money back, he's going to charge me £70 per hour. Charges that were completely unreal, i.e. £70 for letters that he sent, and charges for time spent on the telephone at our expense. Jackie Simmons had a similar experience when she decided to stop renting her house via the company. He charged me £70 for a closing statement. This is a statement that he sent to me and we had an agreement that had come to an end. I had two six-monthly agreements and they'd quite rightly come to an end and for various reasons I didn't want to continue with the, uh, the letting. Another £70 for what he classed as cost of communication. That was advising me of an even higher closing statement. He also charged me £40, again, what he calls cost of communications to my mortgagees. He also charged me for communication from my local councillor who wrote to Mr Ponder on my behalf, asking him how he could explain uh, him withholding money from me. Um, he wrote back to the local councillor uh, accusing him of gross misconduct and advising my local councillor that he was going to charge the constituent for his, again, exceptional costs of communication. 
On Christmas Eve morning, we awoke to a bill from Mr Poyner for £970.89 for aborting an agreement. Between all of this, um, Mr Poyner actually owed me money. He actually withheld two months' rent from me, um, that totaled over £700. I asked Mr Poyner for this money and I had to, in the end, take him to a small claims court, of which my hearing was last week, and thankfully, after seeing all the evidence of this, they awarded the judgement against Mr Poyner, which for me it was a moral victory. Uh, we've took six months out of my life of culminating all this evidence together and uh, thankfully the courts um, saw what he was doing was completely and utterly wrong. And that was the end of the story, I hope. Thornletting Services was condemned in a recent parliamentary motion tabled by Birmingham MP Jeff Rooker. It named Mr J Poyner as the man who runs the company. We telephoned Thornletting Services and left several messages, but received no reply. After we wrote, we again got a reply from a firm of solicitors. It said... We would ask you to note that Mr Poyner is not directly involved in the management of the agency. It is in fact run by his wife. And added... All of the allegations are strenuously denied, but nevertheless the agency has been involved in contacting its clients with a view to ascertaining whether or not they wish to continue its services. Jeff Rooker, a former Shadow Housing Minister, says the law must be tightened to stop abuses by accommodation agencies. The first thing that ought to be done, as far as the law is concerned, is to make a legal obligation on the part of the agent to give to the landlord and the tenant a menu of charges, so that if they enter a contract to rent a property or for the landlord to let a property, they know precisely what charges are going to be levied by the middleman because it is the middleman that is ripping off both the landlords and the tenants. And I think the law in this respect is defective, and there ought to be some provision in the law requiring the full scale of all the charges that can be levied on either party to be disclosed at the beginning before anybody signs anything. Yes, that kind of legal safeguard would have certainly helped us. We would have known right from the start exactly how much we've got to pay during this tenancy. It would have stopped all the hassle, all the aggravation, all the heartbreak. Plus, it would have saved a lot of time that we have spent uh, chasing our money. Well, I was very naive to the start off. It sounded all very good and above board. My advice would be was to go to an out-and-out -out reputable company, ask people's advice, go to a company that you've heard of, not, not the cheapest company. Perhaps that was my mistake. I went for the cheapest one who charged me only 10% commission plus VAT. It doesn't come down to money. It's the service that you're going to get and it's the after-service that counts. People who are in a position of trust, because this is a position of trust, this kind of business, if they breach it regularly and willfully, frankly, they ought to not be allowed to actually carry on their business. And that would require registration and a removal of people from a lawful registration. It's that kind of sanction. Frankly, a couple of hundred quid fine is nothing to a letting service like the one I've been dealing with. It's actually the threat to put them out of business is the one thing that will really count. Well, unless the law's changed, more young people, more vulnerable people, students, flat hunters are going to come up against this and get ripped off. Simply think it's just not fair that these people should be allowed to get away with it.